doctoral and PhD candidates. Thank you for joining us on Dissertation in 90 Days, a podcast created with you in mind. Our continued goal is to save you time, money, and stress. This podcast is made possible by your generous donations and sponsorships. Hey, I'm Dr. Anthony Robinson, and this is Dissertation in 90 Days, a show providing tips and strategies that could help greatly reduce the time you spend writing your dissertation. I know it's been a while since I've been on, but these last several months have been absolutely crazy, uh, especially with COVID-19 and everything else that's going on in this unique time that we are experiencing. But the work of supporting doctoral students hasn't stopped. In fact, we are as busy as we've ever been helping students achieve their goal of completion. In the previous episode, I talked to you about chapter one, the introductory chapter of your dissertation. Chapter one is also the first chapter and thus the foundation for your dissertation proposal. In today's episode, we will discuss one of the more challenging chapters in a dissertation that tends to cause our clients the most headaches, chapter two, uh, which is the literature review. In one of the previous episodes, I discussed the approach we take at Writer's ER with the literature review regarding synthesis and critical analysis. Today, we will delve more into the step-by-step process of a strong literature review. So what is a literature review? A literature review is a survey of scholarly sources on your approved or proposed topic. It provides an overview of current knowledge, allowing you to identify relevant theories, methods, and even gaps in the existing research. Conducting a lit review involves collecting, evaluating, and analyzing publications, things such as books and even journal articles that relate to your research question. There are what we describe as five main steps in the process of writing a strong lit review. I will discuss these steps in depth during this show. It's important to know that a good lit review is about analyzing the research, synthesizing it, and critically evaluating it in order to give a clear picture of the state of knowledge on the subject and gaps that exist. Many students struggle with this when they stop well short of the elements mentioned to provide only a summary of the research. The lit review also gives a chance to show that you have the knowledge regarding the research topic and scholarly context. It also gives you a chance to position your proposed research study in relation to other researchers and theorists to show how your study addresses a gap or contributes to a debate. So let's talk about the five steps to writing a robust lit review. In the next segment, I will discuss the steps that can make or break your writing efforts. Get this wrong and you could be spinning your wheels for months. I will also discuss steps two and three in the next segment. Welcome back to Dissertation in 90 Days. Today we are talking about the daunting literature review. One of the chapters that, if done wrong, can make you want to quit. To be successful, getting this first step right is critical. I should probably note that the entire process that I outlined today will in fact save you a lot of time, but we have established strategies at Writers ER that can cut this process down even more, often allowing us to help our clients 
finished writing in as little as 90 days. Yeah, that's correct. 90 days. Some of those are discussed here, but others are reserved for the clients that we work with. With that said, I call step one, the search. Prior to searching for literature, you must have a clearly defined topic. If you don't have this yet, you should review the episode on the step-by-step process where I talk about how to craft a strong topic. But if you have made it to the point of writing a literature review and writing chapter one, you should already have key elements that will drive your search, such as a clear research problem and your research questions. An example of a research question is, what is the impact of technology access on academic proficiency among Generation Z? From this question, you will need to establish a list of relevant keywords related to your research question. Include each of the key concepts or variables you're interested and list any synonyms and related terms. Keyword examples include things like education technology, constructivism, usage, digital as a second language, academic achievement, stakeholders, Generation Z, teenagers, adolescents, youth. Once you have identified your keywords, you should then identify relevant sources. Uh, Some of the useful databases uh, to search for journals and articles include things such as Google Scholar, uh, JSTOR, EBSCO, Project Muse, Medline, EconLit, and Inspect. You can also use Boolean operators to help narrow down your search even further. Uh, Things such as AND, uh, A-N-D, to find sources that contain more than one keyword such as technology usage and academic achievement and Generation Z. You can also use OR, O-R, to find sources that contain one of a range of synonyms. An example of this is Generation Z or teenagers or adolescents. I think you get the point. This, however, is one of the areas that we diverge from what you will likely be taught to do during your dissertation process. I have worked with clients who literally had years worth of research articles. And this one step, which could take months or years, is one that is often encouraged at research institutions. During our first step of the process, we are able to save our clients months and sometimes years worth of searching, reading and examining literature by skipping some of these steps entirely. We do this by going directly to dissertations on the proposed research topic, as opposed to consulting hundreds of articles. In other words, we allow previous researchers of our topic to do much of the laborious review work for us. Step one, if approached properly, can determine your success or failure within the lit review chapter. A strong and focused search is the key. Step two, evaluate and select sources. Step two for us at Writers ER is often combined to be part of step one. But for clarity's sake, I am discussing the process in parts. One of the common issues I notice with clients is that many of them fall into the trap of trying to read everything. 
that is the worst thing you can try to do. It's really not even possible in most scenarios. With that said, some of the questions you should ask as you are consulting articles and publications include the following. What questions or problem is the author addressing? What are the key concepts and how are they identified? What are the key theories, models, and methods? And does the research use established frameworks or take an innovative approach? There are many other questions you can ask, but as you can probably see, this process can quickly turn into months or years worth of work if you don't have a system to save yourself time. If you are using this common method of research, I encourage you to organize your efforts through strategies such as taking lots of notes as you read what could undoubtedly uh, be hundreds of research articles. And to take this busy uh, work one step further, some institutions will have you do what is called an annotated bibliography on sometimes as many as 50 to 75 sources. I can't stress enough the importance of being organized and focused in your process. By the time many of our clients get to us, they have spent anywhere from three to six years in their programs. To me, that's far too long. The reality is that many students just don't have the support or direction that they need to be successful. But that's why I created Writer's ER. Step three, identify themes, debates, and gaps. As you review and organize your literature reviews, our argument and structure, understanding the connections between the sources you've read is important. Some of the things you should look for include trends and patterns and how they evolve or digress over time. Themes, what questions or concepts recur across the literature? Debates, conflicts, and contradictions. Where do sources disagree? Crucial publications. Are there any influential theories or studies that change the direction of the field? And lastly, gaps. What is missing from the literature? Are there weaknesses that need to be addressed? Remember when I said in step one, how we allow previous researchers to do the work for us? If you are reviewing dissertations as opposed to individual articles, you will find the researchers have already done this for you. It's shortcuts like this that in no way water down your own research, but could literally shave years off your time. For example, you might discover things like most research focused on student achievement or technology usage, but not how they work together. There is therefore a lack of research on how technology usage impacts student achievement among adolescent students. These are examples of things you might discover when you are reviewing the literature surrounding a dissertation topic like the example I provided earlier. This concludes the second segment. In the following segment, I will take a look at the final two steps of the dissertation writing process for the Lit Review chapter. In the first three steps of the process, we talked about the search, evaluating sources, and themes identified in the research. 
Once you have this information, you can then move on to completing step four. Step four is where you outline your literature reviews structure. There are many ways you can choose to organize your literature review, but knowing this before you start writing is critical. The most common approach that I notice in lit reviews is a thematic approach. Taking this approach is good when you have identified some recurring central themes in your review of the research. As such, you can organize your literature review into subsections that address different aspects of your topic. This not only helps you present a well-organized review of the literature, but it helps your reader to track the overall case you are making. Then there is chronological approach. Chronological approach is a simple approach where you trace the development of the topic over time. The issue with this is that it could become a trap to simply summarize sources in order, therefore, missing key evolution of the research. Next is the methodological approach where you draw your sources from different disciplines or fields that use a variety of research methods. And using this approach, you will need to look at what results have emerged in one area versus another. Another example is that you could also discuss how the topic has been approached by empirical versus theoretical scholarship. And speaking of theoretical, that is another approach that you can take when presenting your lit review. In the theoretical approach model, you can argue for the relevance of a specific theoretical approach or combine various theoretical concepts to create a framework for your research. Regardless of which approach you take, you want to be sure to have a strong point of direction prior to starting your lit review. Step five, write your literature review. When writing the literature review, for your dissertation, it is critical that you reiterate your central problem or research question and give a brief summary of the scholarly text. You may also restate the research gap that will be addressed in the review. When writing, there are four things you should remember. One, summarize and synthesize. Give an overview of the main points of each source and combine them into a coherent whole. Two, Analyze and interpret. Don't just paraphrase other researchers. Add your own interpretations where possible, discussing the significance of findings in relation to the literature as a whole. Three, critically evaluate. Mention the strengths and weaknesses of your sources. And four, write in well-structured paragraphs. Use transition words and topic sentences to draw connections, comparisons, and contrasts. With that said, most students that we work with find the literature review challenging because it is detailed and complicated work that typically consists of incorporating relevant findings from at least 75 studies into one chapter and doing this all while ensuring that the focus of the dissertation or proposal remains on synthesis and critical analysis as opposed to a simple summary throughout. That wraps up our time today. It's my hope that this episode helps you to write a robust lit review. I created this podcast to provide you tips, strategies, and even encouragement about a daunting process that if applied can greatly reduce your dissertation writing time. 
If you have any questions or you feel like you just want to get it done, visit us at www.writerser.com. We would love to help you on your journey. Thank you for listening today. I can't wait to hear about your success. Until next time, I'm Dr. Anthony Robinson, and I'll be back next week with the next episode on Dissertation in 90 Days. Doctoral and PhD candidates, thank you for joining us on Dissertation in 90 Days, a podcast created with you in mind. Our continued goal is to save you time, money, and stress. This podcast is made possible by your generous donations and sponsorships.